Forgotten Flicks, episode 67. No retreat, no surrender. I dance a bit and now I'm really quick. I rock to the beat so viciously. Why you go imitating Bruce Lee? I like to feel my highs, I like to feel my lows. Why you rock, 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 try to kick with your soul? I'll do it for you now and I'll show you how. I rock to the beat, so watch my Hello and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks Podcast. I am Joel, joined by the sensei himself, Jason. Bow to your master. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong movie. Wrong movie. Sorry. Well, and, and, and probably even more importantly, Jason, um, I think you could probably rap better than RJ. <laughs> I won't try, but uh, I don't doubt it. So yeah. That was, uh, you know, it was... Well, I guess it was mid '80s rap. It wasn't even early '80s. Yeah, because you can't even argue like the Blondie. Remember, remember yeah. the oh god, that's so awful. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even like a breaking yeah kind of rap. That was like no, that wasn't even. It really, it really did not make me want to break out into an electric boogaloo. <laughs> so yes, we are going to be talking about no retreat, no surrender. And um, I didn't say the year at the beginning because honestly, I'm getting a mixed message. I always thought this movie was '86. But then huh? several things I read said 85. Really? So I'm confused. And I think at the end of the movie, even in the copyright, it said 85. Now, that doesn't mean it wasn't released in 86. I just, I feel, I feel like I must say it could well, be 85, it could be 86. I think, I think here's where your confusion comes in. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the movie was originally done in Hong Kong, or you know, it was released in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, so maybe the U.S. release... Eighty six. Maybe yes. the Hong Kong release was eighty five. Well, I saw it on video on good old VHS in eighty six. I actually remember yeah. that. Wow, really? Yeah, very much so. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of it with my with my little iPad and I am gonna post it to the Facebook page, the Facebook group. So if you want to see it, I actually have a one sheet that Jason can verify, a one sheet poster of this movie. Oh yeah. Yep, it was at your desk in the office for a long a time. Long time. Yeah, now, now I've had the stepfather up for like three years. Three years, yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. It's been a while. That's okay. It's a good poster. So yeah. it was uh, no retreats, no surrender. But uh, I, I do have a little bone to pick with that one sheet, and uh, we will talk about that. Well, I think it actually is, yeah. is fitting now after seeing this movie. Um, <laughs> if it's the bone I'm thinking that you want to pick, um, yeah. So uh, yes, no retreat, no surrender. And we're gonna we're gonna dig into this one uh, a little bit. Um, do you wanna do you wanna jump right into it? Is there anything you any any kind of housekeeping? Yeah, we got a, uh, No, we got a trailer to play. Uh, I do believe we do, my friend. I will play that, and then I will play one of my recycled JV spoiler alerts. I am pleased to present our Russian brother, Eastern Europe's most feared martial artist, Ivan. Krasinski! 
black karate, the world's deadliest game, is being kicked apart by the syndicate's Soviet mean machine, leaving only one man left to stop him, Jason Stilwell. You've been fighting again. So what? You know how I feel about fighting. Yeah, I do. You're scared to death of it. Jason believed in the way of the dragon, but others didn't. Eat me up. Don't worry. I'm nobody's lunch. Now you force my hand. An example must be made. You see? One day, the dragon returned. You know, you asked me to come. Retreat No Surrender is a martial arts masterpiece. Never before has unarmed combat been displayed as powerfully as in this pugilistic ring of death. Besides the fact that that uh, is the war and peace of movie trailers, <laughs> I would like to point out the creator of Jackie Chan. I think we had a revelation. Is that his, dad? Is it, that his mom? I believe that, um, it, it, you know, depending on, on one's uh, spiritual viewpoint, could be God. Um, perhaps it's more of a science-based thing, and he was created in a lab by this gentleman. Um, so, you know, a geneticist of some sort. Um, uh, per- perhaps it's Dr. Frankenstein. And Jackie Chan is actually a reanimated corpse. Wow, if you look at him now, I... Yeah, it's debatable. not too far from... It's debatable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was an odd way to put it. Yeah, it really, really was. The creator. The creator uh, of yes. Jackie Chan. Yes, I'm sure Jackie Chan really appreciates that idea that someone created him so yes no retreat no surrender jason before we go too deep into this <laughs> tale of schizophrenia mental breakdown and little coco loco <laughs> did you say coco loco <laughs> yes okay before we do that jay i think yep. we uh we deserve a little um we deserve a little spoiler alert 
Spoiler! Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Oi. Indeed. And if you've never seen No Retreat, No Surrender, it's important that you stop this recording right now <clears throat> and watch it. Okay. Because like like the greats with the plot twists, like the crying game, no. usual suspects, no. six cents, this movie will be ruined if you know what No, we say, we say that a lot. We say that a lot because we kind of mock the fact that a lot of the movies we cover are utterly predictable in every sense of the word, in every turn. However... I would like to say that in this movie, seriously, this is one you must experience Without before you hear our revelry. Because... Yes, yes, because honestly, and I'm just going to say, just like I did with Jason, because I watched it before him, and I haven't, I hadn't seen this movie in years. And we're going to get into uh, the person's, the person we should thank for uh, making it possible for us to to watch the movie without having to sit through it on YouTube. Um, but before we do that, um, I will say, if you do turn this off, before you do, hip thrusters. And damn, he's enjoying that ice cream a bit too much. That's all I'm going to say. Now go watch and then return. If you're still around, you know I exactly think, what I'm talking about. I think I, I think I squirt a little. Uh, I think I peed my pants when I caught that scene because... What, as... Did you understand I'm now going to make that a promo where you say you squirted a little after hey, watching that scene? Is the recorder going? Scene? Yes, it is. I think I squirt a little. <laughs> you know... It's okay, buddy. I mean, if if that did it for you, <laughs> now let me I, say I support that. Yes. Um, okay. Wait. Well, before we get into squirting or yeah, any hip yeah, thrusts or ice yeah, cream or anything, yeah. Um, uh, um, let me get at least get the synopsis out of the way. Oh yes, please do. Just let me get out of the way. Um, this is basically the story of of Jason. Huh? Huh? Jason Stillwell. I wish. Yeah. Um. Who was played by Kurt McKinney, who was uh, was a martial arts master and actually starred in some other martial arts movies. Yeah, he was a Taekwondo uh, guy, right? Wasn't he like a right, Taekwondo? Yeah, Taekwondo. Which you know, and that's you know something about these movies, uh, especially ones like this. It, that's, I guess it's picking nits, but you know, he talks about he's a karate master. I guess back in the '80s, it was all just about karate. So maybe they just said that because Karate Kid and Karate Kid Two, and you know, oh, but, of course, yeah. It wasn't really karate. There was a blend of martial arts in this. Yes. Um, but anyway, it's the story of Jason, who at one point is a student of his father's. And it, while they're in their dojo one day, the mob, I guess, decides they're going to be taking over. Which apparently has the, joined forces with the Soviets. Yes. The, because they were pretty much just like slick back, very stereotypical oh, no, New yeah, York they were guys. The, they were the mob. Right? Guidos kind of things. Yeah. And – um. So when when he shows up, you know, he's got these two thugs with him and, you know, the, the kind of Guido, hey, we're taking over your dojo here. You're going to give it to us. And, of course, Jason Stillwell's dad, uh, no, I'm not going to give it to you. And then he gets best acting like, since <laughs> Troll 2. That guy, that guy wow. was I actually at one point said, is um, that the dad from Troll 2? No, he's a <laughs> dentist. You don't piss on hospitality. <laughs> it was and it was it was an interesting uh, uh performance acting yes it was I, I call it the 
I, I believe my actually my uh, you know what we'll get to that. Just go ahead and finish. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So anyway, um, so uh, Jason's dad gets his leg broken when he just he's not going to give up and he decides he has to close up shop and leave. And in what can only be described as the most emotionally moving, powerful scene in this entire movie, Jason's dad, Tom, is laying in bed with his leg in a cast up on the, the, you know, the rope holding it up. Uh, wrong part of his leg broken, by the way. Um, and uh, as the camera is at the door of the hospital room, he's there laying in bed. And he's wringing his hands, and the camera slowly tracks into him as there's, like, thought dialogue. It, it was narration, which <laughs> is really interesting. Like, Even though he wasn't the main character. He's not the main character. Right, and there's narration of what he's thinking. He's like, I can't stay here. I've got to – there's only one thing to do. I have to close the dojo. <laughs> like, wouldn't it have been better to just cut to, you know – the the family pulling away in the in the car and like we would and driving past the dojo should like I think we would have drawn that conclusion or or even if you're gonna have that really really bad exposition just have Jason come in and his dad talk to him about it him be upset now who knows maybe that scene existed yeah, maybe, and they cut it maybe. it's possible so so anyway I don't I don't want to pick on them on that part too much or on the movie too much but anyway they moved to another city moved to Seattle and in Seattle he uh, his dad gives up karate altogether. And Jason decides he's just going to train himself in the garage. And he is a huge Bruce Lee fan. Like, he's got posters everywhere. And um, so he's, he just he loves them. He tries to master his, his, his training, and, and, uh, which is Juke Kindo, uh, which is a cool martial arts that Bruce Lee invented. So he, he goes to, I guess, school kind of now. Well, he goes to show them that L.A. Karate Karate well, is no, he goes to than well, Seattle as, karate. as they're moving in, and they're moving, um, a kid rides up on a BMX bike with the coolest boombox that is duct taped to the handlebars <laughs> you will ever see in an yeah, 80s movie. Seriously, and he rides up, and it's RJ. And oh RJ, yes, RJ, uh, played by JW Fails. Um, RJ becomes his bosom buddy, and so he doesn't know and karate. We aren't but... kidding <laughs> when we say he becomes his bosom buddy. <laughs> And so RJ is a dancer, and he, he shows off some of his moves, and then that's when Jason shows him some of his moves, and they kind of like, <laughs> One thing right, leads to another, <laughs> and shit gets real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so RJ becomes his best bud, but RJ has a bully problem, and his bully is Scott. And Scott, if you haven't – well, if you haven't seen the movie, you should have stopped it and gone back to watch yes, it. Yes. Scott reminded you. me of, of – um, don't tell me his name, of Francis Buxton from Pee Wee Herman. Oh, yes, guy, you're right, dude. A, yeah, but that was, and that was um, the guy from Teen Wolf, right, who played uh, you know, Chunk yes. or whatever? Yeah, he played, yeah he played his best friend or his buddy. What was it? Was um, it no, Chunk was on Goonies. What was the name of the no, guy? Chunk was Goonies. I don't remember what it was. It was something, it was something like that. derogatory like that, because yeah. we talked about it in our Teen Wolf episode. But yeah. yeah, it was the same actor that was in Teen Wolf as his buddy on the basketball team, and um, he was in Pee Wee Herman. He reminded me of that character. Yes, so, very much so. Um, right. He basically is this bully that wants to bully RJ, and they play up his character, you know, to the nth degree. Oh, it's, it's like just... a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode <laughs> acting. I mean, it's like <laughs> it is. He's he's smearing cake all over his face as he's eating it because he's kind but, of a heavy oh, set RJ. Kid. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and so, I, and there were no no uncomfortable like racial overtones at all. No. With that whole thing. Not at <laughs> all. There was None. nothing. So was um, at one point, you know, uh, Scott gets his 
his uh, goes to gets his buddies because they're going to beat it up RJ and Jason steps in. And of course he's a karate master. And so he kicks all their butts and they go away and dad finds out, Oh my God. And it is the father son battle Royale. I mean, they argue uh, it's like an after school special. Uh, you don't understand me. You need to obey. No, Jason, I understand. House. You don't piss on hospitality. <laughs> you you're in my house and you obey my rules. You just don't get me, and I'm can, gonna slam make, the door and a... jump on my bed and put my head in my pillow. And I hate you. And well, can I make a point? Seriously, Dad was kind of gimpy. He could have really just kicked his cane out, and that'd have been the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. So, so at that point, that's when Jason decides he is going to find someplace else to train because Dad basically rips his Bruce Lee posters. You know, they get in a big old fight. And he finds this abandoned house that RJ says. Uh, Filled with asbestos. Yep. It's this abandoned old house. He makes it into his new dojo. And, of course, the side story of this is this uh, girl, Kelly, that yes. I guess was friends with in L.A. and then moved up to Seattle. Can I just ask you a quick question about that? Did I miss something? <laughs> Because now I know I know I work before we go too much further too. I also I do want to throw out because I would feel horrible if we forgot to say this. We have to thank Phil. Our, oh, no our, doubt. Our, our buddy Phil um, originally from and I'll say it right. Stoke on Trent. I didn't say stroke. Yay. me. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, he supplied us with not one, but two. He sent us. Re, uh, no retreat, no, uh, no surrender. The entire trilogy on DVD, a copy for both of us, which oh, we yes. are extremely grateful for. It was that's awesome of him to do that. It is um, prime in front of my collection. This is, uh, yeah, it was incredible. Thank you very, very much, Phil. Yes. Uh, we're going to put a shout out to you on the website too. So yes, um, absolutely, it was so, fantastic. And and, yep. and 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 the reason for this episode is a combination of Phil doing that and our buddy Ben on Twitter, uh, for all intents and purposes, for like I don't know how long. You know, oh, you know, when the hell are you guys gonna do no retreat, no surrender? Because he's Australian. Yeah. That was my really lame Australian. That accent. was that was and so that was worse than your copy. Wait, 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 accent, wait, wait. Say. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me. <clears throat> Good day. No retreat, no surrender. That was a little better. Yeah, As long as I don't have to like say a complete sentence. <laughs> so <laughs> he he yes. also was was pushing for this, and I we Jason and I had talked about this because I had that poster up forever, and so we had that was actually you no this, retreat. You know, was one yeah, of the this... first ones we ever wanted to do, but for whatever reason, we just, I probably because we couldn't happened. get a copy of it. That was the main reason. Yeah. To, you know, I know we had some folks last or last week or week before comment about what movies haven't made it on our list or which ones did we cut. Uh, this was one that just, you know, we wanted it on for a long time, but uh, we finally are finally covering it. But yes, very special thanks to, to Phil. Um, you kick ass. There. But yes, but, but that being said, I, I did hear that there were some different versions of this movie. And the version he okay. sent us was the UK version. So I don't know if maybe that's why this is the case. But I swear to God, dude, I was literally like, did I? Was I like just not paying attention? Cause... No, exact same thing happened to me. Because, okay, so the scene leading up to it is basically Jason uh, decides he wants to go test out this dojo. Because he sees a famous kickboxer on TV. He's got a dojo in town. He goes there, and of course, as he's there getting in the locker room dressed, they're like, oh, yeah, sure, man, come on out for a free lesson. Um, uh, fat boy Scott Meanie is out there on the floor, and he sees them, and he's, and they don't see him. So he's, he goes up to the lead instructor, and he's like, hey, see this guy? He's in the locker room. Hey, those guys, those guys beat me up. Look, here, and here, see this little well, I, I love the reasoning here. why. 
And, exactly. and you know why he beat me up? Because because he said he said that Seattle karate sucks, and and he said L.A. karate is better. And and I said no, it's not. And that's not nice. And then he beat me up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Prior to this, we've established that Scotty is this sort of rednecky, just absolutely just You're kind of amalgam of, of sociopathic. <laughs> yeah, sociopathic, just douchebag. Like puts together the lynch mob to go after little R.J. Yes. You know, and I mean. Total, and to- of course, the the captain of the dojo, like the second command, who's the lead instructor, uh, you know, Mister Vanilla Ice Haircut Wannabe, he he like totally by. He's like, what? He did that to you? That's yeah. not right. We'll yeah. teach him a lesson. Yeah, yeah. What so, was course- that? What kind of a kar- <laughs> what kind of a karate? Kar- it's like that's a like Cobra Kai style, dude. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. So of course, Jason comes out and he gets his ass kicked by a couple of guys who are black belt by the one guy that's black belt set up by the lead instructor. So all of a sudden, he starts going to this party. Like he's driving to this party with RJ with a present. And, and As you know, RJ wasn't with him at the party. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. RJ wasn't in this. But he, he goes to this party with a present, shows up, and they're showing this douchebag. Uh, Scott is there, and then the, the um, instructor is there. Uh, and it's this girl's birthday party. And as he shows up, the girl knows him, and they start kissing. Yeah. Well, and well, then, real quick, real quick, before you get to that, though, how awesome was it? Because this, it, as it turns out, the girl is the sister of the big karate champion guy that owns that dojo that Scott yep, and the other yep. guy. And, and, he, and he's also, I guess, getting pressured by the mob, as it turns out. And he goes running out of the house when... <laughs> When Jason yeah. is running up, and Jason's oh holding this, God, yeah, right. Jason's holding this present, present, and it crushes it. Right? Like he knocks it down on the ground. He knocks crushed. Jason down. He's like, "Oh, sorry, man. Uh, get, I'm sorry." And he helps him up, and then yeah. he goes, and so he picks up the box, and he's like, it's "Yeah, all you're right. thinking, oh, okay, it was like a teddy bear or something, right?" <laughs> It's a live freaking bunny rabbit. Yeah, it's a little baby bunny rabbit. I, I was like, saw her pull it out, and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Oh, don't mind that blood on the bus. No, no, I was going to okay. I, I, I say, he like looks in the box. He goes, well, there were two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fluffy yeah. so, broke so, the other one's fall. But he shows up, basically. And uh, Kelly is there. And he just kisses on her. And she introduces him to some of the other girls, uh, one of which who is wearing almost no bathing suit. So, yeah. you know, just she's the only person in a bikini at this entire party. Yeah. Uh, and... He's like, she's like, oh, this is my friend Jason. We knew each other in L.A. Yeah, like, would you have wanted to establish that before? There, No, there was nothing. Now, to your point, I don't know if maybe the U.S. version had something else there or not. However, that didn't matter too much because then we basically established that uh, Mr. Vanilla Ice haircut really will be henceforth referred to as uh, Sensei Serial Rapist. Oh, uh, because, and, and Johnny of the Cobra Kai, because that's basically um, what I think he was no, supposed to be. No, he wasn't even that cool. This was no, he a, wasn't cool. I'm saying he was definitely the poor man's Johnny, but that's who he was supposed to be, that character. Uh, yes, and also sexual predator, because apparently yes. he's oh, like, yeah. no, you're my woman. No, and he's like pulling on her and grabbing her. And uh, so anyway, that's the setup to uh, then he gets beat up by this guy and he goes home and his dad gets mad at him for getting in a fight again and that's when jason goes and finds the you know how i feel about fighting yeah you don't piss yeah. on hospitality you're scared to death of it. it it is the worst their interaction is the worst in the movie because it's just it's so weird well it, 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 not... this is very simple 
the guy who was, and obviously what they did is there's a lot of people in this movie that have a in-depth martial arts background, and that's why they were hired. They weren't hired oh, for absolutely. acting prowess. No, no. So, and, and I get that. I get the mentality. And actually, I thought the kid wasn't horrible. Like, he didn't have the charisma that, obviously, Jean-Claude, because this was actually Jean-Claude's first big um, right. you know, movie break, and he's only in, like, what, two scenes, really? Yeah, really. At the beginning yeah. and then at no, the end. No, I agree. And the kid wasn't bad, and he definitely, I mean, he had some good yeah. martial moves and stuff. But it was really the dad and his scenes together. Yeah, there it was, was no emotion, no spark. Well, I mean, it was a combination of obviously not great dialogue with just these very yeah. just stilted, like we're reading lines off a cue card kind of yeah. performances. And they're what it was, they were forcing emotion. It wasn't coming out of the moment that these two actors were in. It was a I got to act really upset with him. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to do what is the classic lean to use my hands a lot school of acting. <laughs> so it's like, you know, every time he makes a point, he's like, he takes his hand. It's like he's, he's kind of bent over Mr. Burns style, like with a cane and yeah. his head's cocked to the side. And he takes his one free hand and he like jerks it. They kind of down in this motion. He's like, he's like, yeah. dang it, Jason. <laughs> yes, you yes. know how I feel about fighting. fighting. Yeah. Got to get the hand gesture. Yeah. That um, really gives the, the <laughs> emphasis. So when, okay, now here's where the movie takes a, uh, what the fuck twist? <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I would make, I'm going to make an argument. This is actually a movie dealing with a very very serious subject, and that is mental illness. But go ahead and finish. Yes, this is uh, this is dealing with the subject similar to when we talked about cloak and dagger. Yes, very, um, actually very similar. Yes, very similar. Um, because then he shows up in this abandoned house, which we can only assume is I don't know crack house. Yeah, filled with this, well, filled with asbestos. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so he goes to this house, and he and RJ are hanging out, laying down, talking, uh, laying down and talking. I, I point that out. Um, and um, they're always laying down. Actually, they, you notice that? Seriously, like when they were watching the guy on the TV, they yeah, were like, "How yeah. do?" What was really weird yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Well, well hold on. Wait, 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 I'm not going to ruin it. Believe me, I won't ruin that for you. <laughs> um, the the TV, like when they when they first see Riley, the karate champion that owns a dojo. Oh yeah, yeah. Were they kind of weird? It's like they're in, uh, I think, Jason's bedroom. And the camera's like behind this little TV, yeah. and they're out of frame, and they like kind of jump into frame, almost like they got <laughs> caught. Do you know? yeah. And then they're like, yeah. it was just the whole. It was always these weird moments. You're like, yeah. did I miss something? I know I just walked in on something, and I don't know what. I don't know what your kids are up to, but something's going on. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so he he basically RJ's like, yeah, I got to get home. My dad will kill me if I'm out. And he's like, oh, I'm going to stay here a little longer. Then I'm going to go home too. Or my dad will kill me. Yeah. Yeah. And then he falls asleep. We can only assume that by falling asleep, that actually is the metaphor in this movie for going insane because the next, uh, 20 minutes of the movie, he basically sees Bruce Lee come out of a closet. Well, it's important. You did. You have to set this up though. He, when dad gave him the whole, you know how I feel about fighting, and he rips oh, his Bruce right. Lee potion, all that crap. Right. He runs he, off to Bruce Lee's grave. And I would like to also point out, Jason, he goes to the grave, okay? And you could argue this is where the separation between reality and. Maybe and, this is where the break happens. Yeah, yeah. The reason why, because he, he, he falls at a grave. I, I pointed out again, a grave, and says, Sensei Lee. You're all I have left. Um, the guy's dead, dude. So your only your only hope now, in the world is a dead guy. Yeah. Now I want to point out a couple of things here. First of all, so uh, number one, that is actually Jackie or uh, Jackie Chan. Listen, Ooh, that is actually Bruce ouch. Lee's grave. Yeah, that I know. Is, I figured that. Yeah, that is really cool. And actually, it's been changed a little bit since then. When his son Brandon died, they added his 
um, uh, grave right next to him, and it's this, it's similar but different color scheme. It's really really cool. If you look up some some uh, Google pics of it, it'll show you now. So that was actually his grave. So that was cool. Number one. Number two is um, you could at least maybe bend the fact that the the movie was directed and written by um, the the Corey Yuan and C U N Ing who did a lot of Hong Kong movies. Oh yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Cantonese. So a grave. In Eastern philosophy, isn't a grave in Western philosophy. No, that's it's shrine. Okay. Okay. So you can go, and it is different, and it's not as weird. So the translation yeah, but here's the catch. Here, here, here's the catch. Here, here's the catch. This is a a a, a little white boy in L.A. Uh, not yeah. you know what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. This is point. He's in Seattle. But yeah, you're right. So, but from L.A., uh, and yes. this is not. He's and not. He was weeping, and he was weeping. Yeah, I would argue pretty much everything about his interactions at that moment were not Eastern. Yeah, no, none at all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) None whatsoever. So anyway, he he basically uh, falls asleep in this house, and the worst Bruce Lee impersonator I have ever seen in my life walks out of a closet with this bright light behind him and basically says, I'm going to train you now. And so the next series of montages is him learning from we can only assume what's supposed to be Bruce Lee's ghost because he calls him Sensei Lee yes. and, you know, he does all that. But uh, he he definitely did not look anything like – oh, wait. I'm sorry. He probably came from somewhere in Asia. That's <laughs> that's about as good as I can say. But it, it didn't look like him. They put that black monk's frock on him with the white sleeves, which, of course, you see Bruce Lee in a lot of his movies where – so he trains this kid to be this badass martial arts master, um, and then he goes on to the finale, which we'll get to. So, yes, yes. Um, so that's basically the synopsis as we broke in. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think it needed to be. Although, um, before we go any deeper, and those that are listening because you've been waiting for this and you love this movie, um, let's just get this out of the way right now. We're going to be snarky because, let's be honest, there's some parts of this movie that are deserving of snark, but I'm not going to lie. I actually kind of liked it. And I liked it for two primary reasons. I think one is C&D, um, 100%, because I loved this movie as a kid. Um, and mm-hmm. two, I think the other thing is, I actually was shocked at how well the fight sequences held up. Like, I was surprised at how... Because you look back at those mid-80s kind of... I mean, Karate yeah. Kid, they're okay. They're okay. but And of course now, every, well, I mean, not now now, but... They've gotten, I guess there's some martial artists that have kind of gotten away from it, but certainly back into the 90s and into the 2000s, all the wire, CGI, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of, of stuff. Which are, you know, they're they're a stylized. Yes, I mean, it's yes, but I think it got yeah. overdone. Like when you're doing it, it's crouching tiger, hidden dragon, we're supposed to have this kind of spiritual ghost, you know, supernatural kind of vibe to it. Fine, yeah, yeah. but when like every effing one well, it was of the, overdone, yeah, yeah. It, it gets overdone. I, so, I like the more real, like you know, where they really have to choreograph. That's why I always appreciated Jackie Chan so much. I mean, I know he's goofy in some of his movies, but the level of artistry and what he was able to do, no doubt, you know. No doubt. Um, I will say that in, in general, I I did like the martial arts. I am a I'm a huge martial arts movie fan. You know that I'm, I'm much more than you. I've got collections of them, and um, I love. Uh, uh, Jackie Chan, I love um, Jet Li. And, uh, Bruce Lee, obviously. Yeah. And Bruce Lee. I love Bruce Lee. I've got a whole collection of his movies. So I, I do like it. Um, I do think that I like the realism in it. And there was only one scene I saw where they actually sped up the film a little bit to make them look faster than they were. It was yeah. towards the beginning in the, in the dojo. But other than that, it was all pretty real time. And it all looked 
pretty decent. Yeah, so, I mean, because this um, is a very low budget movie too. I mean, right. I think Corey Yoon's background with all the you know being more of an action, literally like a you right. know choreographer, well, he was a stunt guy, yeah. Yeah. and you know he did all that. So that was it was okay. It was definitely not the best martial arts. You could tell these guys were all pretty much either taekwondo or kickboxers for the most part. So there wasn't a lot of really good interplay between yeah. uh, the fights. The the one that I the ones that I hated is. I know they were trying to tell the story of as Jason in the beginning was kind of like uh, Daniel LaRusso was in Karate Kid. He was knew a little bit, but wasn't a good fighter, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But, man, the fight scenes with him in the beginning are just god-awful. He just literally looks like if I just told you, hey, I want you to go fight the guy, pretend like you know karate. You know, you're talking about, like, specifically like, the whole scene at the diner with Scotty and— yeah, that was—that that a little bit. Um, that was definitely one. Also, when he went to the dojo— the first time when Scott kind of sets him up to get beat up by the black belt. Yeah. There's I think no the way w- that that's the way a fight would happen. And it all just kind of looked really like he was bad. Not just that he lost. And I wasn't, I'm not saying that just that his fighting was just, well, I think the problem really is that the actor was in fact like this, you know, yes. third degree black belt Taekwondo champion. So I think there's an element of, it's the idea that like first is when a really great actor has to pretend to be, play a character that is acting badly. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's you could you you could definitely tell he was he had to act like that, he was a bad fighter. Yes, that's what you, that's that was what it was. It was more like it was a put on. And I think the other problem with that whole idea is that with whereas with the Larusso and the level that he was fighting at, I mean these are other teenage kids basically um, in Karate Kid, and, yeah. and 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 yeah, they're more advanced than he is, but. I feel like where you had to get this character to with fighting, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme at the end. I really kind of, and especially when he fought like multiple people and things like that, it made sense to have him have some skills, which they kind of set up at the very beginning that he did. I almost feel like he should have given like a little bit of a hint of it in that fight in the uh, Seattle dojo. I felt like maybe yes, he wouldn't have gotten his ass kicked quite yeah. as much. Uh, right. Like maybe he gets a couple hits in, yeah. like gets a little cocky about it and then gets his ass handed to him. I could, that'd have been fine. But so I will say, and I'll, I'll get this out of the way too. I thought that the overall, I love, I like the movie. Um, it's fun. It, it it's like C&D. a goofy, it, it's a goofy yeah, it's movie, a goofy, but it's fun. It's one that I can watch again because it's just yeah, it's fun. Funny parts yeah. and um, unintentionally funny parts, but and some Marcel's parts, some parts may have in fact made you erect. Um, um, many parts actually probably did, <laughs> but um, this. But the one thing I don't like, uh, and this is just kind of about the way that they market the movie. Or, marketing but the way that's the cover and everything they definitely make this seem like it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie because this was his first big credit um, and first starring role but he really is in one part in the beginning when his dad's dojo gets kind of tried to take over he's there in a white suit and he kind of does some cool badass move where he um, breaks his dad's leg and then does something jumping fly kick move and um, then in the end he's the final set of scenes By by the way dude his handler, like his his entourage, it was like and it was a, it was like a, a a Latino gang from East LA. Well, when when they called him out, uh, and and his name in the movie is Ivan Drago. Drago. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm sorry, Ivan the Russian. Ivan the Russian is what they call him. First of all, he's Belgian. Doesn't even look Russian at all, except they greased his hair back. So yeah. I guess all Russians are just greased hair. But yeah. in the credits, did you catch? In the das credits, Badania. what they call him Carl Bresden. Because I'm watching the credits, I'm like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Carl Bresden. What? Who's that? Yeah, in the credits of the movie, That's they weird. call Jean-Claude Van Damme's character. So I'm thinking at one point, they decided they were going to change the name. Or yeah, like whatever. say that point like when Rocky Four came out, because that was around the same time. 
Yeah, maybe. So, but they play him out to be this big guy. And so it's, it's funny at the final scene, which I'll just go ahead and give away. Um, it's the three best fighters from New York syndicate versus the three best fighters from Seattle. And whoever wins, win, wins the, um, nothing. Because they don't set that up. Yeah, they, they, like, they, no, they win the dojo. Up. No, they don't even say that at any point. They don't even talk about yeah, that. Yes, they do. Yeah, no, they, they don't. Yes, they do. It was he be- said who, who wins Seattle. No, no, it was before that. It was it was before the the um, uh, the fight itself. There was a moment because I specifically wrote down that in the end, technically, even though it, the movie ends the way it does with the fight, that technically, because it was the whole best two out of three, and that if Riley could come in and and finish off Ivan the Russian, that it would be done, it would be winner takes all. Well, ultimately, he still lost. So regardless of what Jason did, based on that verbal agreement, Ivan and the uh, the mob yeah, boss, douchebag, would have won. Yeah, they didn't make that very clear. And they didn't no, you're right. It was not it, clear, but it I just think... seemed like it was a, a fight for pride. But No, it was um, a fight for the dojo, because that's what they wanted. So that was what it was. So anyway, at, at the last minute, um, he, he basically, uh, the, the mob boss says, ah, we got to change the plans here. We're just going to send out one guy. Oh, all, all three of yours fighters. He turned into Andrew Dice Clay actually at one point. He did. Little and, Miss um, Muffet sat on a tuffet. Although he had kind of a womany voice. He eating her curds and whey. Her curds and whey. Along and, came a spider and sat down beside her and said, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> you know, Dice Clay was so, I don't know, he was so, like, open-minded. And, like, really, and yet, really... we know every one of his I know. His oh, God, I know. Yeah, of course, every but... one of them. Hickory Dickory Doc. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> RJ was, what? Old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get her old dog a bone. <laughs> when she... she bent over, Robert Robert took over. over, and she got a bone of her own. Oh! Oh, hey. Um, <laughs> that's sad. Little boy blue. He needed the money. <laughs> so at one, at, when they call him out, then that's when, uh, Van Damme basically comes out from the back. But of seriously, his entourage was like eight dudes who look like the Latin Kings or something. It looks like it did. It was like, wait, where did these guys come from? Yes. Are these, I mean, it's just like they five. Take a stereotype. Now, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Jean-Claude Van Damme is like what? Five feet tall? Something like that. No, he's not that short. He's he's, he's really pretty short. short. He's like, yeah, five. So five, my bet five, is six. they were looking around the set and everybody was way too tall to be standing. So they're like, oh, we need like five guys who are his height. These are the only five guys and they're all, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they're the set builders or they're the guys. Yeah, they did the look like guys that probably, yeah, they, yeah or, like guys that no. were, yeah. Yeah, it was. They're it was not just, actors. They're like, hey, you guys, you guys look perfect. I, I they look tough. To I mean, they look tough. Yeah. And all they did was just, they put their hands up in the air and they're just kind of doing this. But if you look, they're all perfectly head height to him. Oh, that's true. So that's what I was thinking. Maybe they just, you know, pulled some random guys and they just happened to be some painting crew or some, you know, lighting guys or something on the set. And there's like, hey, you guys want to be in the movie? It was all weird. Right, come on over here. <laughs> so it jumped out at me. So who was what? It said it jumped out at me. Like it, it just was jarring. Yeah. You're like, wait, yeah, what? it was weird. Um, and so anyway, um, I did like the, the, some of the martial arts. I, I, I think Jean-Claude Van Damme um, in his latter movies obviously is a much bigger role and does some cooler stuff. But um, I'm not a big fan of his martial arts acting. Like I, I like others even better. Um, but in this, he at least played a pretty decent role. I, I always love Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Did you ever see Lionheart? 
Oh yeah, I I had that on laserdisc. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> That was almost yeah. going to be my pick, but then I, I thought better of it. Oh, uh, yeah, I like Lionheart. That was actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Lionheart. At least in that one, he plays a French guy. Yeah, French foreign. He, like, he escapes Belgian... a French foreign legion or something. and Right, because he has a be- he's Belgian, so you know, yeah. he's got their accents are very, very similar. So Yeah. Anyway. First, you don't like Kickboxer or Bloodsport or any of those? Um, I did like Bloodsport. Yeah, I like a lot of his movies. I'm just He's just not my favorite style. Like Hard Target? Um, Hard Target was probably one of my favorites one of my favorites of his universal soldier was was pretty yeah it, yeah i mean I, I i don't think of universal soldiers being like that kind of it wasn't as martial artsy i guess no not as much yeah no. but then there was double impact which was just stupid oh what was the uh, oh crap there was another, that was what he played yeah, his own yeah double the tw- yeah the twin and, oh, oh so, um, um was it uh uh wasn't it sudden impact too wasn't that the one where he was in the uh, hockey it was like die hard in a hockey rink Oh sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's sudden true. impact. Yeah, that's that was right. actually pretty cool. That was a good yeah. one. And then he also played uh, um, Nowhere to Run. Uh, that was another one. Yeah, Street Fighter. The, yeah, the, that's the right. Street yeah, Fighter. that's right. It's Street an Fighter. awesome movie, but you know. Yeah, but there was another one that was really bad that had uh, it was a nuts from Species. Natasha Hinstridge. Oh, what the hell was that movie called? Somebody out there's like, oh, uh, it was <laughs> Jackass. Wasn't Time Cop? Was it? No, it wasn't Did Double it... Impact. But it... oh, Time Cop was cool too. Um, Replicant. No, newer one. It was around the time of Double Impact. It came out. Of, oh, Maximum Risk. Boom! There it is in my head. <laughs> right on my brain. There it was. Right? Is that Natasha Hinstridge? Maximum Risk. I don't know. I don't remember that movie. Oh. Maximum Risk. Yeah, it was Maximum Risk. It was pretty awful. I don't remember that one. Yeah. So, but anyway, it, it, I do. I do like the movie overall, and I'm very proud to have it in my collection because I think it is a quintessential '80s movie. Definitely has the perfect. Uh, 80s stuff in it because you've got breakdancing, you've oh, got dude, music, boomboxes, hair, how, shirts. How, how about how about this? It has this. The pseudo Eye of the Tiger. Nobody told you no, they didn't, my brother. It, it always sucks to face the truth that you have paranoid schizophrenia. Yes, you do. This, by the way, was during a montage, a training montage, which, had there not been a training montage in this movie, I would have been pissed. I would have been disappointed. I would have been very disappointed. Oh, yeah. This music tells you everything you need to know. Right here. So, can I, can, I, can I set up our next segment now? Well, hold on. The what? Can I, can, I, can I set up our next segment now? Oh, wait, hold on real quick. Before you do, okay. I, I feel like I need to set some uh, mood music. Hold on. People are still having sex. Okay, God, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave this playing just lightly in the background. Go ahead, I'm turning it down just a bit. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. I need a serious moment for a second. Oh, do you really? Okay, damn it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so before I get into this rant, and this is a funny one, um, I would like to point out that I am in no way, shape, or form kind of like I'm saying I'm not racist. I have I have a friend who's. Yeah. Um, what I'm about to say, I want you to take it with a grain of salt, because I think there's nothing wrong with the fact that this movie is actually a homoerotic action thriller. Yeah, it really um, is. I'm not making fun of the fact that it is a very gay movie. I'm not making <laughs> saying that there's anything bad. This with seems like the, bo- the worst setup of all strong, time. Uh, homosexual undertones. What I'm saying is that some of the scenes in this movie were. Way more suggestive than any of the. There's no hetero, way it was an accident. Hetero erotic. 
movies that we've talked about. Yeah, there was no way it was an accident, dude. (laughs) No, no. So if you haven't seen this movie in a while, definitely watch it with an adult spin because um, (laughs) there were, I didn't even count, but no less than a dozen, like, camera in crotch shots. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. How about about when (laughs) Scott first grabs RJ? RJ's coming down to the skateboard, and Scotty's, like, waiting with this, like, pressure hose which we can get into the whole phallic symbolism of it spraying rj in the face certainly certainly but but so he sprays rj in the face with his hose and knocks rj to the ground and it's not like he just picks him up and manhandles him dude he like jumps on and dry humps him (laughs) yes because he is kind of face down and then he's face down ass up okay and and you're like that starts it that kind of starts that kind of sets the tone you're like well, right. it set the tone earlier when Scotty's like eating his food, like kind of real intensely, and he's like, "Oh, that RJ, oh, I'm going yeah, to get him." Th- at least with some of that, I can give it that. That's just just generally bad acting. It's some of the setup, but yeah, this was definitely okay. So there's that. Then there's lots of shots when he's training of you know his the, he spreads his legs wide and the camera is in his crotch looking at him. Um, that's another one, and then. The, of course, the best in the whole movie, which we have to get out of the way really quickly, uh, but it won't be quick. Um, so the training montage. Oh, look, so hold, hold you on. told me before we watch this. Go ahead. I'm now just, you can do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna play. The, yeah, put that on. This, so the training montage. This is the training montage. I play it low in the back. Jason still will. Got his muscles ripped. Yep. He's going out to train. He's out of shape. Oh, and, and Sensei wait. Lee says he's gone now. Sensei Lee's gone. He's ready. He's got the power to begin now, right? right. He's got the power of the glow. Yep. So he goes out to the local I don't know, playground. He's doing like pull-ups from his, you know, hanging from his legs, doing pull-ups, and you know, he's running. RJ's following him on his bike, and then dude, and how bad? Wait, how badass? The, that, that son of a bitch does a one-arm push, several one-arm push-ups on two fingers. Ah, uh-uh. watch that! Watch that scene again. He's on a rope. He is not. He is. I rewound it. You can see the wire. Son of a bitch. <laughs> He does do one. Well, they played it off well. I didn't see. Oh, I'm turning the music off because it's overriding you. Hold on. Okay, go. So he does do one arm push ups. Like you can see at one point he does them, but later when they show him doing a one arm push up with like two fingers, yeah. If you look in his back, his, uh, his thumb. Uh uh-uh. uh. If you look in his back, you see he's actually being held by a wire. I thought that was his. His arm was behind his back. Uh uh-uh. uh. You could see it going up and out of oh, out of shots. That, I'm at the watch that. Damn it! I was like, so, God, that was badass. I know. And then he's doing like those, the, you know, he's doing those twist pull ups, kind of like Rocky did. And Rocky yeah, yeah. Where he's forward, hanging like all, he's hanging from his his feet and he's doing the sit ups. Yeah, he's doing like sit ups. Yeah. yeah. And his abs are ripped. And so then for some, what I have no earthly <laughs> reason why. Well, 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 earlier on we saw him doing these hip thruster moves, and I described the hip. That. So what he does is. His feet are up on a rail of some sort. Yeah. His neck like and head back are of a on, bench or something. Yeah, like on a bench. And so those are the only two parts of his body touching anything. And so I assume to work out his abs, he's simply and it's he's a facing core up. exercise. It's a core yep. exercise. Yeah. He he dips his butt down and then and squeezes up. Yeah. Up. Yeah. He's like he's a suspension bridge hanging between these two objects, and he kind of like lowers on it. Ugh, thrusts up. Right. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. 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 Uh, oh, <laughs> that's foreshadowing. So he's doing pelvic thrusts. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, intense, intense. Now, I saw that. At All first. I'm saying is, I wouldn't want my bare ass near him <laughs> when doing and, those thrusts. Okay, so that alone, I was like, 
my God, really? That's okay. That's a little Jason, bit. But, let's, you know. let's be honest, Jay. It, it moved a little when you watched it. This. It moved. Yeah. It, 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 now, and the whole movie, RJ and Jason are flirting. So, you know, they're, they're becoming, you know, a little more than besties, which yeah. I'm cool with, you yeah. know. Yeah. But so then the next scene. <laughs> Dude, it, it's what well, the. Hold on. It's the way the shot starts. It's a close up on RJ's <laughs> face. Can I, can I do it? Can I Yo, do, it? do it? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So. Here's what here, here's the setup. You did you had this last time. So camera angle on RJ's face. Yes. RJ was a very animated eyes, has his eyes kind of wide, wide open. Yeah. And he's kind of you can see his shoulders and his head, because you can only see a close up tight of his head. And his his head and his shoulders are kind of going to a beat because there's the music playing in the background. And he's eating a cream sickle. So, you know, like a like a fudge sickle. A, a fudge sickle, you know, and he's sitting there and he's and wait, no, wait, really well, you say he's like, eating it. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers the gong show. But the Gong Show got in a lot of trouble back in the seventies for the Popsicle Twins. Do you know the story? <laughs> you know the story? Everybody, I've si- heard it, yeah. yeah, everybody's sitting around watching dinner, uh, and they basically their talent was they came out with uh, popsicles, these like sixteen year old girls, and proceeded to um, fillet them. Yes, and that's kind of what RJ is doing. Similar. It was like, similar. It wasn't as it wasn't as gratuitous. Like he didn't go in no, and out. No, of no, no. It was playful though. It was playful. But it was definitely kind of a. You know, I'm pretty sure I saw him cupping balls at one point. Yeah. I'm. So, okay, so okay. They're, they're, zoom in on him. Yeah. Okay, so tight shot of him. He's he's licking and he's in. Oh, he's loving this ice cream, man. He oh, and he's bopping his bopping his shoulders. And okay, so we're gonna start to pull the shot away. Pull back. Slowly. Pull back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Real slow. Back. Real slow. Real, yeah. Real slow. Okay, he's outdoors. We know mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Start. Oh, right a, a little wider. A fr- okay. He's at your location. Looks like. Wait a second. He's moving up and down. Yeah. Why is he's he actually down? going up? Is he dancing? Down. Let's pull out a little bit. Maybe he's dancing because they're setting it up to the music. They pull out. Oh, it's Jason doing that same exercise, <laughs> but only this time it's RJ sitting on his crotch. Yeah, not his chest, not his crust. stomach, on his <laughs> on his sack. <laughs> yes, and they so they hold that shot and they keep. They span all the way out. You see RJ's feet are dangling, yeah. and he's got this big <laughs> grin on his face, eating his popsicle as he's being thrusted up and down by Jason. So, <laughs> oh, oh, it was a thing of beauty. I literally paused it. I had my wife come and said, "Please tell me what you take from this," because honest to God, I just figure it's me and my dirty ass <laughs> mind. Well, how do you read this? Oh, she hadn't watched any of the movies. She go, "I hit play." She went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Okay, so let me point out here at this oh. at this moment, it doesn't matter that RJ was a guy or if it had been a girl. In but that there's same no way spot. they would have done it with the girlfriend because it would have been obvious what you know. What I'm saying like I think if right. you put the girl there, it'd be like, oh, well, we can't do that. It's like they're having sex. <laughs> it uh, looks the same. Yep. It's RJ. Yeah, except so, this time it looks like kind of like a pseudo threesome because RJ did <laughs> get up the tailpipe and he's filleting a fudge sickle. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was. It it was it was it was odd. Yeah, it was odd. It was yeah. awesome. It was it was hilarious. I had to rewind it, watch it a second time. Oh. And then and then after and then when he was all alone, he pulled out the bottle of aloe vera six times. Oh. It was uh, it was hilarious, and the whole thing was well, especially because just... RJ's face. He's so like oh, it's almost like he doesn't know where he's at. It's like he's yeah, like, go to, your, not, go to your happy place, close. RJ. Go to your happy place, RJ. <laughs> and it's not close. I mean, he's not like sitting on the guy's chest. No, like, like yes. Like I assume. Here's how I assume this this setup went. So director and and uh, uh, producer and you know writer and all they're like, yeah, we've got to have him doing something like so badass strong that yeah. you know it's 
it's something that shows that he is way over the top. He's ready for the fight. So ooh, let's do the two-finger push-up. And, um, oh, let's do somebody sitting on his back while he does a push-up. Oh, no, that's not good enough. Yeah. Let's have him doing – Make RJ his bitch. Into somebody's <laughs> – Let's have him doing pelvic thrusts into somebody's rear end as he's stretched between these two benches. Yes. That shows that he's a badass. Yeah. In fact, he was. So maybe that is the exercise that really you need to do. Yep. <laughs> but, um, <sighs> ah, yeah, it was, uh, it, w- it was definitely a romance. Um, and- it was. It was actually a very tender moment. And I would also like, rewinding real quick, back to the uh, Scotty in the diner scene. How about oh, your yeah. boy with the rat tail? Oh, that was like a mullet rat tail combo. Ugh. It was bad. Like everybody, one thing I also loved about this movie is how authentically 80s everything. It was like they pretty much went through the town, this like little area outside of Seattle, and said, okay, which I'm sure, I don't know, was it actually shot in Seattle or was it like outskirts of LA and they just claimed it was Seattle? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even look it up. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I'm sure it wasn't actually Seattle. Um, so, you know, but they just went around basically and did like a like a audition. But just made it for the locals. And, right, right. And it was like all these locals came out, thought they were going to be extras, and then they got cast in like major parts. Like that's well, kind of what it felt part, like at point. Well, for the most part, if you look down the list, with the exception of Jean-Claude Van Damme and then Kurt McKinney did do some other things, most of these folks have only done one a couple, or a, a few movies. Things, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not much. So it's very, it's very believable that this was more of a local production. Which, And considering what it was made for, it was made for under a million bucks. And – that it really did, you know, it did look really good. And I liked, you know, I liked the whole thing. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was funny, and, you know, this is ironic that I'm making fun of this. Yes, I know. I know. But when the the big kickboxer guy at the end, mm-hmm. when it's his big scene to fight, mm-hmm. right? Why didn't he ever take off his shirt? My guess is because he would have been mistaken for a micro Sasquatch. No, the, the whole point in that was I was being snarky. He did take off his shirt. He was wearing a sweater underneath. And, oh, that's right. He did, yeah. And it was attached. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, it's funny. I don't remember him taking a, off his shirt. He was a Ron Jeremy, like. Well, yeah, except he wasn't. Yeah, he, was, well, he was in better shape than that, for God's sake. Not nowadays, in his prime. Did you really just say Ron Jeremy in his prime? Oh, dear God. Yes. No, I want to point something out, too, about that final fight scene. Maybe you can clear this up for me. Yeah. So it's supposed to be the three best from the Seattle Dojo, which are Dean, uh, Ian Riley, who is like this major, like a national kickboxing or, or whatever the hell he is, karate champion, right? Right. And this one dude who I can't remember his name to save my life, right? The one right. that ended up fighting Jason uh, when he first came to the dojo, that guy. Right, right. Those the kind of the... skinny guy that was the yeah. black belt. They first yeah, heard. yeah, yeah. He looked a little bit like the uh, the guy from Revenge of the Nerds, uh, Lavar. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I knew. It was Le- it wasn't Lavar the guy's name? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I know who you're talking. Yes. About. So so anyway, these these three guys are the best, and they're supposed to fight the three best from New York. Which, mm-hmm. as it turns out, oh no, it's just Ivan the Russian. Ha! We're just kidding. This guy's going to kill all of you. So it's supposed to, I guess, be best two out of three, and we can assume. Winner takes all, because at one point they said that. Again, to your point, it was somewhat nebulous as to what winner was taking, but takes all. Mm-hmm. First kid, Dean, comes in there and just gets his ass handed to him, right? I mean, like, this oh, yeah, kid doesn't... Vanilla Ice wannabe. Yes, 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 with, with his, his frosted, you know, tips of his hair or whatever. And what, what I found fascinating about that is that supposedly he was like the second in command behind the champion, right? Yes, so they, he left him in charge, and he was the top, you know, assistant sensei, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're going to send them in the order of who is, you know, 
going to do from be- from worst to best based on these three, you would think you'd put in the one kid, right, first, and then you'd put in second in command, then the champ would go if need be. Peter Cunningham. Is that who? Is that the kid? That was the, the kid with the black belt um, oh. who, who went in. Okay. By the way, if you look up his, his pictures, he was also in um, uh, The Fighter. The one with uh, uh, Wahlberg? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that was an awesome movie. God, I yeah. love that movie. Um, and you look at his pictures now, he is not a skinny little teenager anymore. He is a huge buff boxer-looking guy now. So really? That's cool. You have to look him up. Yeah, um, so anyway, he goes in second. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, but, but here's, here's where I – this is where the logic – you know, and I realize I'm you know, using that very tenuously. You send in Dean, second best, gets his ass handed to him. Wasn't it just kind of, I don't know, mean and cruel – to send in the kid who's not at quite as good as Dean. And is, I would say, three uh, weight classes smaller. Yeah, than, than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, he's like, he's smaller than all the other guys. Yep. It's like, it's almost like they said, well, yeah, theoretically, we probably should send the champion. But, you know, this guy's here and. <laughs> yeah, we've got a good point. Yeah, yeah we got to go Let's just go ahead and get him killed. Let's soften him up with the little, you know. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that? I'm like, why wouldn't you just send the champion at that point? The order's all screwed up. So I want to make sure that wasn't just me. There's no drama in that. Um, There was no drama in it either way. I think at least if you send him the kid who, you know, you you saw him bite beat Jason and and he was awesome. Oh, and he's taken out like as quick as Dean was. And you're like, oh, crap. And then (laughs) and then Dean goes in and maybe fights a little bit better, but still gets his ass handed to him. Oh, okay. Now the champ's going to take care of take care of business, which that was pretty badass, too. And I'm guessing the guy who was the uh, Riley character. Was he, was he the one who was like, um, what was his nickname? Like Sugarfoot or something? Wasn't that the guy? Oh, they, yeah. And that was another one. They came up with those, like, they mentioned them once as they were getting in, but they never, you know, so I was like, who are they talking about? Well, Is and it- I think in his real life, that was his nickname, because I think he was some kind. I didn't reread up on him, but I think he was some actual. Dean, you mean? or No, no, the other guy. The, the main the guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, the main. Um, uh, yeah, I, don't, I didn't look him up. I know that the, the Dean was played by a guy named Dale Jacoby, who is actually a 63 black belt. Oh, um, really? In, in Kung Fu, yes. Hmm. Um, and has done a lot of other stuff, and, um, and he's really good. And the guy, the Peter Cunningham guy, he is uh, he was really a champion. He's the uh, super lightweight title holder, junior welterweight title holder in um, several different kickboxing sports yeah. and stuff. So all of these guys are really great martial artists for real mm-hmm. um, who just be, happen to be picked for acting, which, quite frankly, is exactly the reason that Jean-Claude Van Damme started out. Yeah. Was he was this amazing kickboxer and and I think same thing with like Steven Seagal and yeah Seagal was uh, the whole aikido and right and, same same yeah. thing though he was the great martial artist who who they picked to play and he happened to also be a great actor but he was martial artist first yeah you know, and I think with Seagal I I want to say he started off as like a stunt coordinator too like I think that was his I think oh, yeah. he, I think he worked in a behind the scenes capacity and then just kind of worked his way to uh, to starring in something um and. and being that we're you know we're we're starting to get towards the point where we'll do our movie picks, I I really there was a couple of the quick things I just wanted to uh, oh, yeah, ask yeah. your opinion on because mm-hmm. um, dance club scene. Happy to say, <laughs> happy to say, we're on a winning streak. I, I and this is why I told you I love this movie for C and D purposes because this had everything an eighties movie should have, including the ubiquitous white kids dancing badly scene. You got it. But more importantly, but more importantly, they had the. Black kids not dancing badly just to drive home the point of how badly those white <laughs> kids were dancing. Yes. And those two, by the way, it was the, it was a couple yeah. that were in kind of the Michael Jackson red 
uh, yeah, they were in like the red, um, I guess, beaded outfit. And then what the hell? Yeah. And uh, I guess um, RJ was wearing the off the wall Michael Jackson. No, that was um, that Billie Jean outfit. Yeah, I guess it would have been. Yeah, the, it was Billie Jean with the white jacket yeah, and the tassels the, and the glove. Yeah, the yeah. big tassels on the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he even um, had the glove. Very dude. classic for the time. And he had the glove. But those two break dancers that were in the beginning, yeah. that, they were awesome. And they were really good. Yeah. Really good. So, but yes, that accented all of the other really awful dancers and stuff. Oh, and that was after um, uh, RJ and uh, Jason made love. So <laughs> I, I love that when they come into the, it was actually, I think really shortly thereafter, they go into the club and they go in there and Kelly, Jason's uh, quote unquote girlfriend, uh, <laughs> all, all, also known as his cover. Front. His, <laughs> yeah, his, yes. <laughs> uh, she's in there and they, they are not talking to each other because he got mad that, you know, her, pseudo boyfriend dean kicked his ass at her party blah 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 and (laughs) rj says you know what you'd rather stand here with me than go over there with her and my exact response immediately was of course you guys have at least been intimate (laughs) so uh, and that was the other thing i noticed about this movie so they end up getting her on the dance floor rj coordinates this thing with the break dancers to get uh, jason and kelly out on the dance floor to get them back together and they start dancing together. They're kind of semi-tricked into it, I guess. And within moments, they're just kind of over it. They're making out. Yeah, it was like... It was very quick. It's like... I was a jerk. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. No, you're supposed to be... No, you're not a jerk. Oh, but you were. Oh, okay. Let's make out. And that was it. Like, but, literally, but, that but even then, But even then, and minus the making out part... Because then it would take it to a whole other level of creepy. When he he and his dad, when his dad, there, that was actually a badass scene. His dad ends up throwing this guy out of his dad has a job as a bartender because of his injury, so he's kind of gimpy still. And he throws this guy out of a bar who's drunk, who's giving him crap. And although, did you notice when he goes to throw the guy out of the bar, there was a sign on the inside of the door that said <laughs> "No dogs allowed." Yes, and, and like you know it goes out to, to an wife, alleyway. I said, I said to my wife, "I'm like, what? The dogs aren't allowed outside? I mean, what? Yeah, it was the weird. That it's for? like, wouldn't that be on the?" <laughs> Outside of the anyway, and, and go re- wait, go rewind it because when he throws the guy out that door and there's a big, big sign on it that says no dogs allowed. As soon as he throws him out the door, there's a, there's a dog barking sound <laughs> outside. Like as soon as he throws him out to the alley here, woo, 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 I'm like, is there some subplot here I'm missing? There, mu- there must have been. There must have been. <clears throat> so. So, yeah, he, he throws so, this guy out and the guy comes back like the next day or whatever with yeah. like four of his friends to kick this guy's ass to get the dad's ass. And they yeah. start really kicking his ass like they're going to kill him. And yeah. Jason shows up and just goes to and this is after he's done his montage, had sex with RJ. Um, it's all Bruce good. Lee taught him everything he needs to know. Yeah, he yeah. had his schizophrenic uh, you know, break with uh, yep. Bruce Lee. Uh, you know, life is your know, <laughs> um, beautiful mind style. Uh, yes. Yes. And. And so he comes in and just, and it, that was badass. I mean, he just kicks that, that the shit fight. out of these guys. And then he and his dad, his dad, now keep on this whole time. The dad's like, I don't want fighting. Blah, blah. Yeah, of course, unless you're getting your ass kicked, right, pops. And now he loves it. Yeah. He's like, dad, sometimes fighting's necessary. He goes, well, I guess you're right, son. But just remember, <laughs> you don't piss on hospitality. <laughs> so he, he, he does that. Yeah, so he does a complete turnaround. And, so, it's obviously, like, emotions run very high and very short. Basically, this movie is about <laughs> – so what have we determined? This movie is about um, uh, coming to terms with one's uh, homosexuality, one's sexuality in general. This movie is yep. about de- dealing with mental illness such as paranoid schizophrenia and bipolar disorder because apparently <laughs> that is how a few of these folks run. <laughs> I'm just saying. So – yeah, th- those are things that kind of jumped out at me, Jay. <laughs> yeah. They get over conflicts very, very fast in this movie. 
I, I guess so. It helps move the movie along. So yeah. <laughs> so you got anything All else? Right, so we <laughs> have we peed on this movie enough? You think? So. Well, no. I, the worst part is I actually really liked it. <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, come on. I mean, even if you love this movie, there's nothing we said that wasn't true. No, and nothing we said that wasn't hateful either. I mean, oh no, I mean, fun. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This movie's one of those movies that's just fun. I mean, if you go in and have fun and yep. enjoy the ride, like RJ, <laughs> you will have no disappointments. So, on that note, Jace, let's do our movie uh, picks. Please. So what you got, Kimosabi? Okay, so this one opened up a beautiful, wonderful Pandora's box for me because <laughs> we have some um, amazing folks that put this movie together who have done a bunch of other things that I'm very familiar with. And so we kind of touched on it at the beginning when uh, you know it was uh, Sin Yuan Ng who created Jackie Chan. And I guess by that I they meant— I dare you to say that three times fast. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um uh, created Jackie Chan, created Jackie Chan, created Jackie Chan. Boom! Oh, yeah, you did it. Good job. Um, but, no, he is. he was the producer uh, and one of the writers of, of No Retreat, No Surrender. And he actually probably produced uh, some of the – he produced the first movies that Jackie Chan was in. So he launched Jackie Chan's career. Um, and mm-hmm. so one of the ones that I chose is actually a movie he produced um, called – Drunken Master from 1978. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually had a writing credit in it. So I wasn't sure if you had seen it. Well, I, I am very familiar with it. I have seen bits of it, and I am pretty sure that was soon after he created Jackie Chan because, as I recall, his uh, type of, of fighting in that movie requires him to sort of wobble around, so he hadn't quite his, he hadn't come into his legs yet. <laughs> yes, He's still learning to walk. He was created immediately. Comes out of the test tube, can't really yep. do anything else. Yes. Um, no, and Jackie Chan is um, his fighting style is known as is the drunken master style, which of course has been around for a long time. It's um, he didn't invent it, but it's that very fluid kind of acting like you're stumbling, and he does that yeah. in a lot of his other movies. Um, there was actually Return of Drunken Master, which actually like a little bit better because um, the fight, some of the fighting scenes actually are incredibly choreographed. I don't know, um, I know Jackie Chan choreographs a lot of his fight sequences, and and he does all of his stunts which is another reason I have a huge amount of respect for him um, as an actor because some of the stunts he does, if you ever watch any of the outtake reels, that yeah. man takes a beating. I mean, Oh, yeah, it seems like every single really, movie, especially in the heyday, he was always breaking something. Oh, my gosh. And you watch, and he's constantly being hit and beat up and everything. So uh, so anyway, he, he, in Drunken Master, kind of introduces his character. And it's not the first one he's been in. You know, He's been in movies since the early 70s. But this is one of his first big ones. And this is, for me... One of the one of my favorites of his, um, and he kind of takes on the role of he's this drunken master. Everybody, the whole point is you lull people into thinking he he lulls people into thinking he's just this uh, worthless drunk and no one's going to bother him. Yeah. And then when they go to fight him, he kicks their ass. And um, it's just it's it's so beautiful to watch him fight, and it's so kick ass to see what he can do at this young age. Um, in this movie, but it's a fantastic flick if you haven't seen it. But it was it was uh, written and produced by uh, C. U. N. Ng, who has uh, done a lot of cool movies, including the Seven Masters, and um, he did Above the Law, the original, which was also called Writing Wrongs, was the English title. Is I mean, it was I'm the Hong Kong we're, title. We're not talking about the Seagal movie. 
Um, that was a remake of, of oh, this. Cool, I didn't uh, know that. The 86 version, which um, Corey Yuen also was involved in as well. And Corey Yuen was the director of No Retreats and Surrender. So um, it's a cool movie. If you haven't seen that one also, Above the Law is also a really kick-ass one. Um, but Drunken Master by far is one of my favorites, and uh, it's definitely worth purchasing if you're a martial arts fan. Cool. But it's a cool example. So anyway, 1978, Drunken Master and all. Excellent choice, my friend. And we have done a reverse this week. Normally, you're the one that ch- chooses the more recent pick. <clears throat> it is my turn. From 2008, I choose JCVD. And that does not stand, oh. that does not stand for... Oh, I was really going to just say Jesus Christ venereal disease. Wow. <laughs> I apologize to Bam, all that. And there's hell. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're in it. God, it's getting hot in here. Um, <clears throat> yes, no. In all Why is it so hot in here? Oh, what God. am I doing in this hand basket? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this hand basket burns really fast. <laughs> Why am I sitting on Jason Stilwell's crotch eating a fudge sickle? This doesn't taste like a fudge sickle. Uh, yes, yeah, so JCVD. <laughs> Uh, stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, co- coincidentally enough, uh, as himself. Uh, and it's really, it's almost hard to describe it as a movie because he plays himself as this sort of down-on-his-luck actor. He's doing these straight-to-video kind of action films. He's sort he's washed up. He's out of money. He's estranged from his uh, wife and child. Uh, you know, he can't get a gig. There's a, one point he's talking to his agent on the phone and, you know, he's getting pushed out of, you know, these sort of subpar action movies by Steven Seagal still. Uh, <laughs> and and it's, it's actually a Belgian film. It's, uh, you, you know, in the original language, it was actually shot uh, in that language. So it's got subtitles unless you get the dub version, which I'm personally not a fan of. But uh, so it, it's, it's, it actually, sh- John Claude Van Damme after this movie, you will, you will be a surprised. He wasn't a, you know, nominated for an Academy Award. And I am not saying that. In any really? sort of oh my god he first off the 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 places he goes emotionally as himself like the, that he allows them to go there because he had all the all sorts of problems um, he had a uh, he was known drug problem real bad uh, coke problem um, that, that he ran through he's running like through ten thousand bucks a week on coke in real life and it just you know and he had lots of family problems there was some domestic violence there's all sorts of issues and it's like he takes all of that and 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 owns it. And the the way he plays it, the the character in in the movie, uh, it actually starts off in this huge action sequence. So you think that it's just another action movie, Jean Claude, but it turns out it's a he's shooting a movie, and it, it sort of sets the whole thing up. And you see his character, and he's just so sad and melancholy. And he ends up going to this uh, post office in this you know small you know this little uh, borough or whatever they would call it in in Belgium, and he uh, is going to do a, like a, some kind of money wire transfer. Well, while there, he walks into a hostage situation and there's a mistaken identity moment where the cops are just showing up as soon as he gets involved in this thing and they see him and think he's the one taking over the bank. And so he's in the middle of this whole thing. And of course you get into the whole issue of people there know him, know of him or know him and assume what John Claude Van Damme. I mean, he's going to be able to just, you know, like in the movies. Well, it, it, it's awesome because it rides that line where no, that's the movies. It's all staged. And and so he's actually trying to play a very cool. It, it's really a cool movie. It's very kind of subtle and quiet. It's not like action packed. But and it, I'd always say it's a kind of a dark, tragic comedy in a way. But there's a moment and a lot of people may know have heard of this. There's a moment where the, he completely breaks down the fourth wall and actually talks to the audience as himself. and has this monologue. 
And when you're reading the dialogue and just him just kind of like emptying his soul out as this actor who's been through all this, it, it's it's amazingly good. Like I was shocked. I, wow. Like afterwards, I'm like, did I just see what I? <laughs> it was almost like the R.J. Uh, Jason moment. He's like, did I just? I think I see I what did. I think I saw. Yeah, wow. and I'm but strangely aroused. <laughs> both mean? times. Yeah, both times. So. Yeah. So yes, it. Uh, I highly recommend JCVD. Uh, check it out. It, it is more of a. It's an indie sort of you know slower art. If you're right. looking for just a balls to the wall Lionheart kickboxer, you will be horribly disappointed. You will hate it. Right. <laughs> Go in expecting more of a character driven piece, but be do not be surprised to see how well he acts. I mean, he was phenomenal, dude. It's, wow. it's I'm real, gonna have to see it. Yeah, I heard it, and I had heard of his. Of his uh, monologue to the yeah. audience. And yeah, that it, by itself is worth it. Just because yeah, it, it almost I, makes you cry. Seriously, you're reading the dialogue and you're hearing him and just seeing the, the pain on him and you're just, you feel so bad for him. It, it, wow. it's, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, and of course, he's also the uh, big bad in uh, Expendables 2, which is coming out in August. Ooh, is he? Yep, he is the big bad. Yep. Damn it, that's one of the ones I've got to watch. I, I have Expendables on my queue. I guess yeah. I'll watch it before Netflix. I freaking love it. It, it is like pure me. testosterone. Yeah, I mean, after, I gotta watch it. I, I love to say that after you know, well, my wife and I saw it together, and afterwards she had a beard. I, I had grown, a, <laughs> I had grown a third testicle. It's just so much testosterone. Uh, then it sounds like a movie I would love. Oh, I yeah, like it's great. this kind of action. Oh yeah, it's Old a straight up eighties, unapologetic, yeah. you know, balls to the wall. Predator, yep. machismo, kind of. yep, totally. I love those. Yep, beautiful, good pick, man. Now I'm gonna have to add something to my queue. Yep, and like actually, I, I need to do that. And I will add Drunken Master to mine because I've never seen it in its entirety. So I need to. How long is your queue? <laughs> Come on over and I'll show. Oh, you you weren't. That wasn't a euphemism. <laughs> oh, um, actually, it had. I think at one point I was pushing 400 titles. In each, like DVDs and instant, and play it now, yeah. And I was like, you know what, this is freaking. And I actually got them both down to fifty, though I think my instant's back up over a hundred now. Yeah, I started taking out uh, a lot of like the ones I had seen like two or three times. I'm like, all right, I got to take this out of my queue because I can't surf through this thing anymore. I'm up to about two hundred. You find that you start to feel guilty. I know. <laughs> well, and the worst part is I totally do that thing that they did some uh, some test uh, regarding. Uh, people giving into like instantaneous gratification. One of the the things they used were movies, and they found that if somebody was given the option to watch like an Expendables or Schindler's List, they would they wanted to appear like more intelligent and and sophisticated. So they would say, "Oh, I definitely want to watch the Schindler's List." But if like told, "Oh, you only choose one," and you know, given these certain criteria, they they would pick the brain dead action movie, and they would go, "Oh, well, I'll watch Schindler's List later," and then they never would. And so, right, so it it's one of those you have in your queue. You pause on it every so often because you're surfing through. You're click, click, yeah. click. You're uh-huh. like, yeah, because that that's, that that yeah, right part of now. me, that part of me that wants to be yeah, the total film snob, go. that wants to watch more Bergman films and wants to, you know, see more by Bunuel and things like that. I'll, I'll have them all in there, and I'll be like, oh yeah, uh, but I've also got you mean, <laughs> Troll Two. <laughs> you mean kind of like when I bought a ticket to go see Il Postino in the theaters? And I walked into the theater to watch Hot Shots Part Deux. That instead. would be exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. I may or may not have done that in college. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's painful, my friend. It's painful. <laughs> so, um, on that note, Jay. <laughs> uh, let's shut this puppy down. Yep. Would you like to uh, hit him with some knowledge? Absolutely. Well, as we mentioned uh, before... 
uh, we are on Facebook, so look us up there. We've got a couple. Of, we've got two different pages that you can check us out on. You can either listen to the podcast or participate in our shenanigans. Uh, also, check us out on Twitter. We will uh, tweet out things that we are watching. Sometimes we'll kind of talk about uh, some of the things as we're watching them. If you want to follow along, my handle is at FlickSideKick, and Joel's is at ForgottenFlicks. And then for some, you know, added mayhem, also go to the website, ForgottenFlicks.com. Yeah, I think there's like over 350, and I'm not exaggerating, posts on there now. Yep. we got Peter's Retro Movie Reviews, Mags, yeah, our buddy Mags is always putting stuff up. And actually, she's, go got, she's got one that's coming out on uh, Friday, uh, so tomorrow, because yep. this episode uh, is on a that's Thursday. So. Oh, yeah. And we want to thank uh, Kevin Spencer, of course, for the wonderful show art that's uh, on every one of our podcast episodes and you can find him at inkspatters.com or on facebook the art of kevin spencer and uh, of course special thanks to jv at jvmail.com for the uh, always kick-ass uh, if not uh, overused by us spoiler alerts and of course and, I, I, one, and I, iTunes. I got one less plug i got one less plug okay oh okay yeah itunes don't forget to go to itunes yes um, check us out leave us a review yeah subscribe um, yep um one more plug next week Oh yeah. Forgot about um, that. Next week yep. is our super de duper de secret episode. Do you want to say it cuz it's going to be in the show notes? Uh, is it going to be in the show notes? You don't think I should? Mm, you don't no. think you don't think okay, I won't. I'll, I'll, take, it out. I'll take it out. I think if uh, if I get folks want to know what it is, they got to go to the website that day. Or maybe we'll tease the night before and put it on the website the night before. Oh, or oh yeah, it will do that. Or and, and I'm thinking the title, I'm going to put something up that's I'm going to put something other than what it is. Cryptic and yeah. Yeah. So we have got a huge episode next week. Um, we're, we are going to have uh, our buddy Daryl Taylor from um, the Taylor Network does Yeah, I Said It. No and Apologies. No apologies yep. and, um, the Fixer's Hideout. He's on that. The Fixer's yeah. Hideout. Yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic podcaster. He's been on the show with us uh, many times before. Great ad. He is going to be joining us uh, in our super secret awesome God. Damn, I can't believe how cool this podcast is. Episode coming out next week. And it's very feasible. It's very feasible. You will hear one or the both of us hemorrhage live. Or or weep. Or um, yeah, no, weeping it's guaranteed. I'm thinking yeah. one or the both of us. But probably we know which one. Uh one of <laughs> us is probably gonna have an aneurysm. Uh, you never know. And I think we might actually be testing how good your uh, limiter gate is. Oh, to, yeah, from the level of to, screaming. Yep. Will it will it actually hold down some of our yelling and banter? And it will be an explicit and, episode. Would you agree? Like, um, guaranteed? Most definitely. Do yeah. they have an NC-17 episode rating? Well, if Kevin Smith hasn't earned it, then we're probably not no, that's remotely true. We're close. good. Then. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yep. yeah. We'll, be, we'll be going out. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, my friend. And, and you, I'm spent. Yes, much like RJ. I'm going to go do some pelvic thrusts now. Yeah. Excuse me very much. <laughs> yes. So any, any final words? <laughs> no, but I got a hankering for a fudge sickle now. <laughs>